1: All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locker Rooms at Locker Room Changing the Way that we talk sports uh today's episode very exciting we've got more draft profiles for you guys hashtag draft season rolls on here at lockdown red wings your only daily detroit red wings uh podcast on the market anywhere you can find be sure to subscribe each and every morning we release a new episode and if you're subscribed it just uploads right to your phone you don't even have to do anything you just click on it when you wake up you don't even have to have your morning coffee to to complete the uh the, the prime directive as maybe in the military they would say i honestly have no idea um i'm nolan bianchi i got scotty bentley with me we're talking to mikhail home we're looking at william Aikman. we're looking at oscar olison we're looking to add to the swedish mafia that the red wings are building in detroit super fun episode i am of the opinion that william Eklund is probably the best player that's going to be available at seven depending on you know uh, a plethora of different things, but obviously we have no way of knowing that at this point in time. So we just do our due diligence, get to know William Eklund a little bit, but a super fun episode. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. And I think William Eklund is a, is reasonably maybe going to give you a ton of pop at that, that spot of six, if you're able to get him there. Um, what did you think about the the interview, Scott?
0: Yeah, it was, it was awesome. And, and Eklund is someone as a, as a podcast, we have been, you uh, had our eye on I would say I mean like Mm -hmm. obviously the Jesper thing is 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 the is the big one I I feel like but um yeah Eklund's definitely someone that uh you know as a show we have we have had our eye on and and think that there could be really good value there so that was obviously a, a really really cool interview just to to kind of pick his brain about him specifically
1: And then Oscar Olison too, is a guy who, uh, you know, another winger, talented winger out of Sweden, uh, a guy ranked kind of maybe you might be looking at him with that second pick of the first round with that Capitals pick. He's right around that 14 to 25 to 30 range. He's a good skater. He played across a bunch of different leagues this past season uh, and a guy that really could bring a lot of value to the Red Wings if he is taken by them. So enjoy the interview. We're going to kick it to Mikhail Holm. I hope you guys enjoy it. And we'll see you back here at the end. All right. At this time, we are now joined uh, by a very special guest, our friend, recurring guest, maybe the most recurring guest here at the Lockdown Red podcast from McKean's Hockey, formerly of Dauber. Uh, We have Mikhail Holm. What's going on, buddy? How's it going? All the way from Sweden.
2: Yeah, no, everything's good here. Uh, It's summer, so that's nice. Summer in Sweden is among the best things. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty swell.
1: Uh now we are going to look at your favorite prospect in this entire draft today. We're going to be looking at two Swedes, William Eklund, Oscar olison Uh let's start with Eklund, 5'10, 172 pounds, shoots left, number two prospect on elite prospects board, number 10 on mckean's number seven by TSN and McKenzie, and number one, I believe, by McHale. Is that correct?
2: That is correct. Yeah. Uh,
1: so why is William Eklund your favorite player in this 2021 NHL entry draft?
2: Um, there's a lot of reasons. He's incredibly smart. He's a, he's a, um, he's a player that does unexpected things. He's a player that does expecting things. but He can do that because he's so smart and creative and skilled. Um, he, he, I project him as like a first-line complementary winger. He needs a center that can like, or players, I guess, but center most of them that can create space for him. so he can. Uh, but he's going to be a puck, like a zone entry guy that's going to uh, just carry the puck into the zone all the time for you in a very efficient way. He's going to be a guy that could be a dual threat. He can shoot, he can pass, he, can, he has incredible hands. His skating is phenomenal. I have. I don't think I've seen anyone like uh, him that turns that quickly. He can turn on dime, and uh, it's uh, he just uh, loses the, like he's, he's he's kind of a small player, but he it doesn't matter along the boards because he just turns to the puck and the defense. Like when he's turned, the defenseman is uh, like two meters away. Like he he he's incredible. Uh, gaining a. gaining space in the offensive zone and uh, I think that's very important because when he he gets space he he's going to create and he's going to score
1: Now uh, you just talked about him entering the zone Uh, as a winger well actually let's get this out of the way first do you think that he's basically going to project as a a winger for sure in the NHL can he play center at all do you think
2: Uh, Some people argue that he can play center I see him as a winger first and foremost I think He needs a a different kind of player that you you usually most find at the center. Uh, So I think he, he, he projects as a winger for me uh, and only a winger.
1: Uh, Well, you just mentioned his ability to carry the puck in on the rush. Is that kind of his, the, the, the time when he shines when he's able to kind of maybe get ISO while he's coming in get a defender one-on-one, make a move from there. What is, I guess, his bread and butter when it comes to entering the zone on offense?
2: Um, I think he's just giving the puck in the neutral zone. He's gonna carry it, in. he's he's a little bit like William Nylander in that case, where he just takes the puck and he gets the puck into the zone, and uh, he gets. Uh, I think, as you said, at the rush in the rush, it's, it's probably the best uh, best part of him getting into the zone. But he can, he he's so smart and he sees open spaces, and he, as I said, he's kind of smart, so he can cram into kind of small bases and get getting into the zone so um yeah i think uh, just in general like give them the puck and you're gonna get it into the zone and then you can go from there so you've said that
0: like very few people out there know him really like you do are there like reports out there that you read and and they maybe criticize part of his game and you're like you know that's ridiculous like have you watched the tape like like are there moments where, where you read other people's scouting reports and you're and you're just confused? Like, are we watching the same player kind of a thing?
2: Not really. I think actually uh, Ekplan is one of the mo- players that are most properly scouted, like uh, sure. in the citations, because he. I think everyone sees what he is. The thing is, I see a higher ceiling, I think, for him than uh, a lot of others see. And uh, that is mostly because I'm... Uh, uh, i've seen him for such a long time and seen him develop i've seen him for i think i have like got almost over 70 games of him that i've watched now so i'm i'm very confident in what i see in ecco and i'm also confident in looking at like the historical stats for example like his point per game in in the shl this year is the there's only two players that have done better than him in their draft year when they're a when they are uh, like overage, he's not an overage. But he's uh, born in two thousand two, so he's a late birthday. Sure. And uh, there's only two players in the last twenty years that have done better than, than him in a similar season. That's Niklas Beckstrom and that's and it's Elias Lindholm. So if you get um, like, are, are those like, guys like, good? Yeah, they're decent. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay. like, like, hockey hall you... of
1: famer. Yeah, not bad.
2: Yeah, but like it, so. Like if that's the ceiling, you have Niklas at, yeah. at the ceiling and then you have Elias Lindholm as like a middle ground sort of thing. That if like if, if he just like does pretty well, then you have like Elias Lindholm there, who's I think is a very underrated player. Actually, I think he's he's very very good. Um, yeah, I see I see somewhere in, in that sort of uh, realm
1: so while so many others have struggled during their draft year in the shl why was he able to have so much success i mean like we even have recently covered uh out we have you know looked at the situation with lame or lucas raymond and obviously the the situations are much different the playing time is much different um Jure gardens was not you know that good this year but they also weren't terrible so i guess how did how did that How does all of that packaged up look in terms of, hey, this is his resume and this is what it says about him?
2: Um, I think the main reason why he did so well was he was put on the first line uh, with the u and he uh, got to play with Jakob Josephson, who I think still when he's at his best, he's still in NHL center. Like he can play in the NHL uh, today if you want him to. And uh, uh, playing with Josephson is... um, the perfect guy for Eklund to play with because Josephson takes responsibility defensively and he also can produce like open up space offensively and win the puck back for Eklund and, and Holtz who was the, their third line mate. Um, so I think playing with Josephson was when Eklund was at his best. That was the first few like the first three months of the season. Then um then Eklund had a had a tough uh, tough winter with uh, he got COVID so he missed the world juniors. Then he uh, came back, and then his uh, appendix burst. So then he was gone another f- few weeks, and uh, it, yeah, it was a it was a tough season after after Christmas basically for uh, Eklund. So I think, uh, and also for you, Gordon, because you would wouldn't lost, some to into uh, a to concussion uh, when uh, like in the middle of the season, and uh, yeah. So I think uh, there was an a huge up for Eklund and then the second part of the season was a bit of a downer, but he still produced at a pretty good rate for his age. Uh, I think if he had uh, Josephson still left with him, then he would have continued to score maybe even more.
0: All right. Just going to step in here really quick to talk to you guys about locker room. This episode is brought to you by locker room. Locker room is the first audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find, find fans just like you, just like us on locker room, watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news and rumors. You can even find locked on hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. Al, go download the free locker room app now currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile like your Twitter and join the, the league or group, NFL, MLB, NHL, whatever it is that you're interested in. And the la- for the latest league updates, I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite leagues and teams. I cannot wait to join the app. I cannot wait for you to join the app. And we'll be sure to let you guys know uh, when we're on there. We've done it a little bit in the past, this offseason. Uh, you know, we might mess around with it closer to, to, to draft season or, or post-draft or, or expansion draft, whatever it may be. Uh, so stay tuned there. Cannot wait to see you guys and us on it. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Also going to talk to you guys about Bilt Bar. As everybody knows, we are huge advocates for Bilt Bar. I recently had my favorite that I talk about all the time, the peanut butter brownie uh nolan with with not what's uh what what on the current regular flavor line uh what what's what are you leaning toward lately
1: give me mint brownie i'm a big brownie guy uh anytime you can mix it in like you know half and half is is fantastic and and mint brownie really just does a job um you get the best of both worlds it's pretty refreshing if you have it in the morning uh and just i can't picture a better way to start my day
0: Truly. And, and the cool thing is, if you if you don't know which flavors are your favorites, necessarily, you can get a mixed box. We'll get two of each of the nine flavors. We get those. They're, they're awesome. They're incredible. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. They are just the best tasting, the best for you. Order today. Get that that mint brownie, that peanut butter brownie, whatever, or get that mixed box. Go to buildbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at buildbar.com. Samuelson
1: holds it there and then twirls. Walker watching him as it came back to the left. And a shot! And- So we saw Joe Valeno play in the SHL this year, then come back to North America and have a couple really good games with the Red Wings. Is there any way that you could kind of compare the two in terms of how they looked this year, which player you would have rather had this season and just not to put anybody down or whatever, but just to provide some context to I guess how he looked compared to a player that the Red Wings saw in the NHL and the SHL this season.
2: Uh Joe Valeno is a very good player, but Eklund is a is a is a step above him. Like uh uh Valeno would have probably had a similar season to Eklund if Valeno was uh accustomed to the play in the SHL and and the ice and stuff like that. Um but I think Eklund uh Eklund is a step above in potential and I think you like if like giving Eklund another season in the SHL you're gonna see him score a lot of a lot of points and a lot of goals. I mean he, it's going to be a very exciting prospect to have.
0: Uh, so you did a uh, episode of Game Tape with Tony with Eklund. Uh, what what did you uh, what did you enjoy most about talking with him?
2: He's just a, such a calm guy. Like he's a very he's a very like chill kid who he comes from a hockey family. His father played for UGordon for thirteen seasons, so his father is a legend in. In Yugodan and uh, uh, William's name was brought up amongst the supporters already when he was 15 because he produced well, and he was the son of a, a former legend of Uganda, so he had, had to handle pressure at a pretty early age, and that has, uh, has kept him probably a bit grounded. And uh, yeah, he was just like all hockey guys are are very uh, very like nice guys almost, like most of them at least. Uh, when you talk to him, so uh, yeah, he was a good kid, very calm, very smart. Like uh, I don't know, there's a play I I can't really I think it's against HV71 uh, from this season where that we brought up with Eklund. I think it's in the game tape as well, where Eklund tips a pass behind his back. I think it is, like he just touches it and it becomes perfect for his teammate who scores. Uh, and talking about that, and then he then we were like. But did you do that on purpose? And he was like, "Of course I did. Like, yeah, I did. I knew who was coming there. Like, it was it was it was in, in, insane to talk about that because it was like, oh wow, he's that smart and he's that he reads the play that well and he knows where his teammates are that well. And it's uh, yeah, it's it was really cool talking to him and it was a nice time.
1: What did when you talk to him about his game? And I, I think like this is something we even talked about with Tony when we did the, the Brand Clark profile, but like, what impressed you the most about the way that he talked about his game? Was it the way he broke it down or maybe his willingness to be coached or, um, you know, the way he explains things like what, what impressed you the most from that regard?
2: It was so natural to him. Like the things we saw him do that you don't see from a lot of the players his age, especially at a, SHL level, which is like their best league in the world. Uh, He was so like uh, uh, natural about it. Like, yeah, that's because I knew uh, the defenseman was going this way. Like, he was very just like uh, frank about it. It was just, yeah, what else would I do, basically?
1: With Ackland, how does his defensive game look? I know, uh, obviously, that it's a little less important when you're playing on the wing, but I mean, that also is a, is a, basically gives you an opportunity to to add another strength to your game and set yourself apart when you're able to be a lockdown defender
2: uh he works hard uh he tries he tries a lot on defense so that's good uh he's not completely there defensively but he's not a liability at all i think with just some like if you continue work with him and let him develop uh he could definitely be like a. Box play kind of guy and a two way guy for you uh, at a at the NHL level in the future. Uh, so he's not like he's he's all right defensively. That's what I would say. He can he can find himself out, out of position sometimes, but he's all right.
1: Based on other mock drafts that you've seen that you've done yourself, what we know about the teams at the top of the draft, how confident are you that Eklund will make it to sixth? Um, because I, I think right now, like, William Eklund feels like the most likely pick for the Red Wings, but again, we don't know. You know, Baneers could go uh, three and Eklund can go two. And, or, you know, what, what, whatever could happen, could happen. And um, I'm curious to know where you think that he will end up actually going.
2: I think uh, it's hard to, hard to think about or hard to figure out because this draft is so weird. But I'm pretty sure Owen Power is going to go number one. You could argue about why or why he shouldn't. I, I, I'm i not that sure he should go number one, but fine, do it, and then try to develop him uh, in the right way. Um, then you have a second, you probably have veneers, but you could also see Edvinson going second, maybe. Some teams really like him, some teams really like uh, Brand Clark, some teams really like Luke Hughes, something like... It. it's. Uh, it's hard to figure out the high end over power, but I would, I would think it's power veneers then uh, maybe like, a, like, uh, Clark Gunther Edmondson, um, uh, who else? Uh, McTavish, I think could maybe start getting talked about higher because there's a lot of buzz going around about him now. So, and especially if veneers go, then you only have another, like one other center in the next 20 picks. And that is McTavish. So if Veneers, Veneers goes, then you then some team might reach for McTavish I as well. So I'm pretty sure Ekman will be there at uh, at six. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's hard to hard to figure out this this year. Yeah.
1: So we had our lockdown NHL mock draft yesterday. Actually, at the time of recording, so it'll probably be about a week or two ago now. Um, but. I know that you had just spoken to them about Eklund and uh, they were not happy with me when I, when I took him for the podcast uh, at six, Um, they all texted me and were like, you asshole, the Red Wings aren't going to pick him. And I'm like, (laughs) why not? Like he is, if he's a sweet he's on the board like that's that's just the way it's going to go that's how it works uh, which means that we have to talk about another sweet Oscar Olison, a winger from HV71 spent a little time in the J20 a little time in the SHL even a little time in uh Svenskin this year Ranked number 14 on Elite Prospects, 19 to McKean's, 26 on TSN. So this is probably a player that you're looking at taking with that 22nd overall pick. He absolutely tore up the J20 this season, 14 goals, 13 assists, and 16 games. Tell us a little bit about why you like Olison and where you have him ranked in this
2: class. Um, well, Olsson is ranked, I think. Oh, Let's see if I can, I can actually pull it up. Sorry. Uh, so I have, it's good if I have it in front of me. Um, Lawson's ranked seventh among my Swedish skaters. Um, I see him like from. Um, I would pick him around 15 to like in between 15 to 25. That's where I would uh, like to pick him, and that's where you have your Capitals pick as well. Um, I like him a lot. He's a, he's he's gonna be a player. I I think a little bit similar to Zach, Zach Hyman. Uh, he could be like a guy you plug in on every on any line, and he's gonna work hard. And he can, I think he can do pretty good defensive work. Uh, some people argue that he can't. I have seen enough of him that I feel like his defensive uh, play is pretty pretty good. He's a good skater. He he has a pretty sick hand. Sometimes uh, can create space for himself with it, with it. With his hands and his skating, um, decent shot. Like he, he can pick a corner, he can score. He finds himself in good scoring opportunities a lot. And as we saw him on um, uh, in the World Juniors as well, he was like one of the most efficient uh, zone entry guys in the, in the entire tournament. While when play when he was playing on the fourth line, so he um, yeah he's he's just um, he's just a nice guy to get uh, and if you get him with the Capitals pick that that's great that so he should take him on a run.
0: So one way he's not like Zach Hyman is the skating, right? He's got some of the best strides in the class. Can you tell us just a little bit, go more in depth about that?
2: Yeah, he's, he's a pretty good skater. Uh, he, uh, I don't think he has the, uh, like the highest top speed, for example, but he gets up sure. his top speed pretty quickly. Um, yeah, he's just efficient. Like He's an efficient skater. Uh, there isn't that much to talk about his getting I feel like but uh, his uh, it's just it's good like it's uh, it's going to be efficient and at the initial level for sure
0: just going to step in here one last time to talk to everybody about bet online bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball seasons in full swing And you can track all the action at bet online, get the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, even the great card last weekend headlined by Israel Adesanya was super cool. A lot, a lot of money being thrown around there. It's always fascinating to me to see the the lines change because they change so much in the UFC and, and bet online has you covered there as well. So before the next pitch, or, or whatever sport you're watching, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs into the playoffs, NBA, NHL playoffs, in full swing. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code On. That's promo code On. To receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. but online, your online sportsbook experts.
2: It wasn't just a great training camp for Larkin, who brings it in, scores. Oh, his first NHL goal is a beauty! Wow, look at look at look at him getting the puck. Cronwell getting the puck
1: little bit of an interesting year for him 16 games in the J20 16 games in the SHL 11 games in hockey Svenskin what are the pros and cons to bouncing across these different leagues? How do you think he handled it and, and what do you think that says about his game?
2: Um, I think it was uh, a bit tough for him for maybe to just play in the j20 league because he was so dominant there like it was uh, he had uh, he was too good for that league but it wasn't maybe good enough for the shl level even though he had he had a three-game streak where he scored three goals uh, and one was an overtime winner i think or a tie maybe it was a late uh, late go- game late late game goal to tie the game uh but yeah he was um yeah he, he did pretty well in the shl and getting the loans to hockey is well, perfect because he he needed to feel that level as well, and he was more uh, confident at that level. And now this year, he's going to play at that level as well, the A371, because they were, they were relegated from the SHL. So uh, I think it was a good year for him, actually, to bounce around, because, uh, again, you make sure you get a lot of experience, especially getting played at uh, the top levels in Sweden. is always good. And he didn't have to play hockey at which is uh, just a dreadful, dreadful... Uh, <laughs> level of hockey so
1: he's 6'2 181 pounds kind of a bigger dude for uh compared to other forwards in this class what do you like about his size how he uses it on the offensive end how he uses it on the defensive end and just how it factors into his value as a player
2: i like him to use his size a little bit more uh, especially when he was at the j20 level he he didn't like he at the junior level he's much bigger than with a lot of players so I, w- I would have wanted him to like just. It, I don't want players to go around and just throw hits to throw hits. I want players to use their body to move players off the puck, protect the puck, uh, and stuff like that. And uh, he didn't do that that much. He did it a couple times, but I I felt like uh, he could use his body a little bit more than uh, than what he did. And uh, but that's something I think is just gonna come with age as well. It's something like using your body is something that comes you develop a, a, when you get older as well well when you're that good i mean and you're young like you
1: just simply don't need to like
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> uh, so he put up really impressive we, we keep touching on his scoring i'm curious to know like how is he doing it how is he primarily picking up his goals how is he primarily picking up his assists is he cutting to the net is he setting up from the perimeter how is he creating chances for his team on offense
2: he creates them in, in all different ways. Basically, he he can he can take the puck and cut into the net because he's big. He can cover up the puck a little bit and just use um, skating to like go around his defenseman and find find a teammate in in the in the slot or whatever. Um, yeah, he he had one play. I don't remember. I think it was an assist he had where he just took the puck in the offensive zone. Did like a little deep between the legs, turned around, did another deep between the legs, turned around, skated around the entire offense and so on, and then find a find a teammate in the middle who scored. Or if he's if if that teammate shot it at the goal and he picked up the rebound, I don't remember now. But it was an impressive move, however. And he, he could do stuff like that. He can like shine quite brightly when, sometimes with just a like, mind blown place. And then he can also just go a little bit more straight and to the point, and I think you need to do the straight to the point a little bit more often than the fancy stuff. But that also something that's just gonna come with
0: age. So, uh, something that's, that's uh, really noticeable is his play in international tournaments. Um, he had zero points in four games of the WJC and then one point in five games. In the U18, is that uh, any sort of concern? Uh, maybe not having the best numbers in in those kind of settings is that a, is that a big concern or not really?
2: Uh, I would say not really because whatever they do at uh, Junior World Juniors or the Under 18s it's mostly because of what role they get. They get sure. and uh, at the World Juniors he was a fourth liner, just an MG kind of guy. Uh, he didn't play a lot in the World Juniors. Uh, Sweden would have could have needed him higher up the the, the lineup, but uh, the coach decided that he should play fourth line, and he played fourth line and did it pretty well, but uh, he didn't score a lot of points. So I think it's uh, I don't think you should put too much uh, weight on how the players are doing in the, in the international tournaments because that's what people did in the 2017 draft when they let Elias Pettersson go fifth overall because he wasn't good in the World Juniors. Sure. Then he, he's best player from that draft now.
1: Now he's Elias Patterson. Um, what yeah. type? I I think one thing with him that is a little bit tough to get a read on is like where his ceiling is, where his floor is. Where do you kind of see those things coming into play? Is there a certain standard that you do expect him to meet, uh, and then what is the ceiling that he can reach if he maximizes X, Y, and Z?
2: I think he could be a a second line guy if he maximizes the ceiling. Uh, he he could be a complementary scoring winger. Uh, I think his third line, like a middle six guy, is what you what you should expect from him. And depending on how good, the, how good the Red Wings are, if if they pick him, uh, then he should be a second or third line guy. So yeah, uh, I don't expect I don't expect him to be his mind blowing uh, offensive player, but he could. He could definitely be like a 3rd line guy scoring 40 points every year, stuff like that. So, uh, it's a uh, yeah, he, he has a pretty high floor, I would say, as well.
1: There we go. High floor, low ceiling, safer type of pick. Do you like that pick and maybe a 22nd overall, or, or are you shooting for a little more upside there? Or, I guess, what's your philosophy when you look at what the Red Wings have in terms of draft capital, especially?
2: Depends, of course, who's on the board uh, still there. But uh, I would, I would, I wouldn't mind taking. Like, I like, I, I, could take him at fifteen already if I, uh, if I wanted to. So I, I think it's uh really good to get him around twenty two, or twenty three or whatever the Capitals pick is. Um, yeah, so twenty three uh,
1: technically yeah. twenty two with Arizona, not right. The, oh
2: yeah, 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 the yeah. Then yeah, that would be a no brainer for me if he's still left on the board, Um but it could be like a guy like Isaac Rosen still left there. If another Swede that's very good, then I might, I might take him ahead of Lawson. But it's, it's just cherry picking them.
1: All right, that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you to Mikhail Holm for joining us. We've got uh, more profiles with Mikhail Holm on the way. Uh, Mikhail's a great guy, so go follow him on Twitter, at Carl Mikhail Home. Uh, and we have another draft prof- or another pair of draft profiles coming on later this week with Sam McGilligan. He's from McKean's Hockey as well. Uh, excellent guy, excellent scout. Uh, it was a true pleasure talking to him. Uh, he's a, a lot less technical with his talk, he's a lot more free flowing. So it was great. You just kind of ask him a question and let him uh, ramble on about the topic. And, and he answers six of your next questions in the, in in the process. So it was a lot of fun. Be sure to come back, subscribe, uh, be ready for that. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow for a mailbag episode. Don't forget if you have any questions for us, go ahead and get them in on our Twitter page. uh, We can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day.